Welcome to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. I'm Melissa Joy, a certified financial planner and founder of Pearl Planning. And I'm Melissa Friedenberg, financial advisor with Pearl Planning. Pearl Planning is a financial planning and investment management company located in Dexter and Gross Point, Michigan. We work with clients all around the country. The purpose of our podcast is to explore specific financial topics and provide advice you can use in your everyday life. Hello and welcome to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. This is Melissa Freidenberg. And on this episode, the last episode of the summer of 2023, just before Labor Day weekend, I am going to be covering three things you can do to clean up your budget right now. The last few episodes, we've talked about a fall cleanup, getting kids back to school, and this idea that really fall, especially for moms, is sort of a refresh, start over, get things organized from your coat closet to your wallet. And I'm going to stick with that theme. Now, sometimes I fall into a do as I say, not as I do, and all this chatter about cleaning up your finances. My budget has gotten a little out of control myself. One thing for me has been groceries. So I've had to kind of reassess what I'm doing. Two kids in a fall sport. So dinner is kind of like a harder thing to sit down and, and have together as a family. Obviously, back to school shopping makes you look at your spending and go, what in the actual is going on here? I identified three areas that I need to kind of clean up. And those three for me, yours may be different, are again, groceries. The second one, apps or automatic reoccurring through Apple purchases. I don't know why, but it has been a long time since I've looked. My kids do need to notify me before they purchase anything, but I am the culprit here. So I'll share just real quick kind of how I went through that. And then lastly, my like weaknesses. So stores where I just tend to splurge or buy things I don't need and just sort of cut that out for a few months in order to really kind of bring that budget back down and really prepare for things like Christmas spending. And then often here in Michigan, we go away in February just to get out of the cold. So those are two things that I have expenses coming up that I would like to kind of cut back on other stuff that's unnecessary. So first things first, groceries. I was going in and this actually is one of the ways that you can cut back on grocery spending is to really plan your meals. So meal planning for us in the fall, especially in, in fall sports really has started for my two kids. The practices are at different times. So it's really hard for us to sit down and eat as a family. I was buying stuff to make a meal and cooking it at one point and then somebody eating them cold later. What I realized is that maybe for a few months, we're not going to sit down and eat one big meal. So my new goal is just to have two family meals per week. And that may just be like Friday night and Sunday night. I'm buying some things that are lighter meals and maybe two meals. So one before your sports practice and then one at eight o'clock at night when we're all home, as well as some things that my teenagers can cook on their own. But what I was doing was buying like the infamous like buy a thing of spinach or salad and throw it out in three days because nobody touched it. What really helped me instead of going in and to the store and thinking what looks good, what's on sale, what am I going to buy this week? What am I going to cook kind of on the fly? I'm doing 
the Kroger click list for a majority of my groceries, which I'm a huge fan of. You can do it where, you know, it's shipped to your house or use one of those services where people shop for you and deliver. There are extra fees associated with that. I pretty much get the free click list because I get enough groceries at a time that it doesn't cost me anything to do. They put it right in your trunk. You can schedule a pickup on the way home from work and you can put everything in your cart at like 11 p.m. <laughs> and that's what I like about it. But really thinking about, okay, instead of doing the, it's called start your cart, at least at Kroger, where you kind of just get the things you always get every week. I'm actually taking an inventory and you're probably listening going, yes, Melissa, this is how most people grocery shop. But again, everybody's case is different. For me, this is where my kind of grocery budget got out of control because I would just be like, oh, we probably need this. We probably need that. We probably need paper towels and just throwing stuff into the cart. So it really, for me, was taking a look at what do we actually need? How many rolls of paper towels do we have left? How much laundry detergent do we have left? And really being aware of what we need and then not putting in the things that we don't need. And again, just not going into the store for me keeps me from buying like, oh, we need vitamins or maybe we're low on Advil, right? Like these things add up. So I'm really just thinking about what it is that we need. And then to be honest, because there's so much food waste at this season for our family, I'm doing some cheaper meals. I'm doing less protein uh, because my kids aren't huge fans of meat. And what was happening is I'd buy a thing of turkey and then it was like, oh, not tonight. Tonight's pizza night. Oh, not tonight. So-and-so ate here and the other person just made themselves this, right? So I'm not buying like five meals worth of protein. Instead, I'm buying, again, one or two, making sure that the dates will last throughout the week. So if dinner doesn't happen on Tuesday night, we can have it on Friday night. And this is very, you know, specific to my case, but just looking at where your budget's getting out of control and identifying those areas and then coming up with a way to really kind of bring that back to a comfortable level is what it's all about. You don't have to do a spreadsheet. Trust me, I love spreadsheets for budgets. Don't get me wrong. But this is just kind of touching back and saying, okay, what's going on here? Where's the overspending? Why is it happening? For me personally, it was groceries and tossing out groceries that didn't get cooked, not doing a big weekly thought out grocery order. Instead, stopping at the local little market every night for a meal, half an hour before I cook it. So I was buying things from this little market that I should have been getting from a major grocery store chain out of convenience. Now, if your budget's not out of control and you have the money to just do it, I get it. Just survive however you can. But for me, I was looking at my spending and the groceries had to change. That's where I'm at. Number two, I got a notification like I always do that something was renewing for Apple or that it had renewed, of course, it lets you know that you just paid $19.99 for something. I also, I'm in a book club and it, I sometimes couldn't finish the book. I love reading a book like the paper version. I subscribe to Audible to help me so that I can listen, you know, while I do stuff around the house. As I said, I prefer to read a paper book. So I have this subscription to Audible. I went in to get my book club book for the month and I realized that I have like four books available. 
So I paused my auto subscription to Audible and it got me thinking like, what else do I have in these reoccurring monthly fees? I went into my phone and just for those of you who maybe haven't done it in a while, I mean, obviously a quick Google search, you can pull it up, but I'm going to go through the steps because it's so easy. If you have an, an iPhone or an iPad, you go into the settings, you tap on your Apple ID, like so either the name or if you have an avatar and tap subscriptions. And I will tell you, it was very eye-opening to see what I'm paying. Some of them were annually and some of them were monthly, but I would say I was only using half of them. And that's sad. So I ended up finding ones that are renewing in October and they're annual ones. And they're like $19.99 a year, which when you're buying an app, it doesn't seem like a lot, but when you're buying something that's 20 bucks a year that you never use. So like, for instance, one of the things I was paying $20 a a year for is an app for swim meets. My kids did not swim this summer. They do summer swim. This is the first summer because they're getting older and focusing on other sports where I just said, okay, you don't have to do it. I am still paying for this app that really helps you follow along with your swim team at meets. Love the app worth $20 a season to do. But as I said, I paid for it in the last year and my kids have not even swam. So I just want to say, I realize that I tell people all the time to check these things. I myself had not checked it. So I had Audible, which was like $15.99 a month I was paying and not using for the last four months. I had an annual for $19.99. And then this one was like, how did I let this go on? I have one that's $50 a year. It's an app to send out text invitations to parties. I purchased it for Jay's 50th and it was an auto renew. So Jay is now 53. That one sat. I mean, that's 150 bucks over three years. It's not going to make a huge dent in my monthly budget, but why? Why did I have that reoccurring and just not know? I don't know why. Then there were some smaller ones, and I say smaller, like $4.99 a month, right? But if if you're able to get rid of three of those, which I did, so like, let's call it $15 a month, there's that. It all adds up. So again, you're going to go to settings, click on your Apple ID or avatar name, tap subscriptions, and it will show you. It won't necessarily say right there whether they're monthly or annually, it'll tell you when they renew again, one, which was $50 a year. And I'm very happy that I caught that one. Not going to make a huge dent in my overall monthly budget, but why would I just throw money away on apps I'm not using? The other area, which is an issue for a lot of people, not so much for me personally, because I'm not a huge TV watcher, the TV apps, right? So if you have a show that maybe you can only watch on Hulu and then you're done watching that show and you haven't revisited Hulu, you're probably paying 10, 11 bucks a month for it. So we do have Netflix. That's the only reoccurring monthly. But if you have Disney Plus, if you have Hulu, if you have um, Apple TV, I mean, are you using these things? Because if you're not, it's time to really tighten that down and think about what you're paying for on a monthly basis and what you're actually using. And lastly, the category for me, of things that I spend money on that I don't need to spend money on are household decor, rugs, 
pillow covers, and I love to refresh these things at change of season. But this year, with my kids needing so much back-to-school stuff, I decided to really just cool it. And that, for me, is an easy way to kind of say, all right, I'm spending a lot in these areas. What do I not have any self-control on? For a while, it was J. Crew, And all I did to identify this is look through my credit card expenses and be like, okay, so every month I'm spending like $150 to $300 here. And I don't even remember what I purchased. So for me, right now in this season of my life, it was TJ Maxx and Home Goods. And for those of you that, that know me, know it kills me to do this. But I just decided that I'm not going to click on the new arrivals email when it comes to my inbox. And I'm not going to go there when I happen to be in a shopping center that has a TJ Maxx. I'm not going to pop in and just let TJ Maxx tell me what I need to buy. Because that will save me hundreds of dollars over the course of three months or so. And so that's all I'm doing is I'm just saying, you know what? These things are not necessary. There are other things that I would rather have with this money, like more money in my budget for Christmas and also a nice warm weather vacation come February. So I am going to forgo the pillow refresh because Lord knows I have a linen closet that has pillow covers I haven't seen in years. And I can make myself feel good about those pillow covers or the throw rug pile in the basement that I could refresh the rug at the entryway with that. So again, this is particular to my spending pattern, but the theme here is check and see what areas are you overspending and how am I going to rein that in? What are some things I can do to kind of bring that down? What are my reoccurring expenses, whether they are streaming services or apps? Am I using them? I don't want you to forgo your new season of whatever it is. For me, I'm really looking forward to the new season. Southern Charm is my like guilty pleasure. And the new season's coming up in the end of September. For me, I don't have to stream that. It's on, we have Comcast. So it's just through there. But however you watch, whatever show it is that you watch, make sure that you're not paying $5 a month for something you're not using. And check your Apple iPhone for those reoccurring apps and make sure you're using them. Lastly, what are your extra things that you spend money on that if the budget really, if you need to make some room in it for other things, what can I cut back on and just avoid it? And maybe it's just limiting the temptation again, saying for the next month or two, I am not going to step foot in a TJ Maxx like I had to do. Or in previous years, it's been J. Crew, and I just unsubscribe from their emails and unfollow them on Facebook so that I don't get ads with cute tops that I don't need, right? So those are the things that I have to do for my own self-control because I realize that it's hard to have self-control so I know my own personal triggers. I hope that you found this episode helpful. And if you are struggling with some things in your budget like I have, make those changes. The fall is a great time to reset your budget. And those are my three tips for the day. We do have a little special clip here at the end. Melissa Joy kind of talking about an exciting refresh for the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom coming at you after Labor Day. So take a listen. So I want to add a special addition to this week's podcast. I have our co-host, Melissa Joy here. Hi, Melissa. Hi. 
we have a little bit of a surprise that we've been, well, I guess it's a surprise to you, the listeners, but we've been working on this for quite some time. Just a little bit of a rebrand uh, that you will see in the next 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom episode. The biggest thing will be we are shortening the name, changing the name a little bit to Women's Money Wisdom. The reason for that is Melissa and I, we know our audience. We may not have like specifically stamped it out as like, these are the people that we're talking to, but you found us because we can see who's listening and not specifically people, but how old you are, where you're listening from. And I don't know, Melissa, we found that they're mostly women like us, right? (laughs) This is so true. I think that most of our audience is women, more than 90%. I can't tell you how often people come up and say, oh, I love your podcast. Thanks. And we just so appreciate those listeners, but they're usually people like us, um, Gen X or millennial women who are breadwinners and decision makers and are looking to make sure they're making the most out of their financial decisions. And we wanted to make sure that those of you out there who fit that bill knew who we were and knew we were for you. And I think this name change and rebrand is really going to help. It is. And like I said, we we see who's listening, the people who are coming up to us and saying, we listened to your podcast, or I really enjoyed this episode. They are women, oftentimes breadwinner or, you know, working women, sometimes stay-at-home moms, but for the most part, they are women who are raising kids, working on their marriage, helping or going to be helping soon with caretaking for their parents. And there's so much that that lightly encompasses finance and money, but it's such an important conversation that we wanted to be able to kind of niche down to who our audience actually is, but also cover some topics that aren't maybe directly financial related that we feel, you know, you would benefit from hearing or guests that maybe aren't, you know, financial planners or financial advisors that have something to bring to the table for our listeners that will help, again, fulfilling that, whether it's career advice, parenting advice, marriage advice, things that really offer that holistic wealth in your life that may not be the dollars and cents necessarily. The money always ties back to life. So if we start with serving your life decisions, I think the financial aspects will follow. And, you know, women's money wisdom says it all. It's really what we're doing with people. It's what we're doing in our professional conversations as well. You know, that's what people hire us to do is to help make sure that they get beyond just the nuts and bolts of their bank and investment accounts and get to that wisdom level. So I love the expression of exactly what we like to do and love to do. And, you know, we're going on three plus years, so we might as well make it easier for people to find us and and kind of spread the word. We are so thankful for our listeners that tune in each week. It means so much to us. And to see that number growing, um, it makes it all worthwhile. So thank you for that. And then if you do have ideas for guests, especially now that we've really defined who we're trying to reach and what the message is, please do reach out. We would be open to it. Um, We will link our contact in the show notes as always. And you can, of course, find us at pearlplan.com. Reach out. We would love to hear either topics that you're interested in hearing or specific guests that you think would be a good addition to our show. We know you're listening and you're our loyal listeners that tune in every week. If you can help us get the word out when we do actually launch 
the new podcast, which will be the first episode in September. So coming up right after Labor Day, please, you know, feel free to share if you've enjoyed listening. And we always appreciate reviews. All of these things help with our communication out. And we know that as a listener, that you've already fulfilled such a big part of that commitment by tuning in each week. And that so that date will be Tuesday, September 5th, which I don't know about you, Melissa, but that day, I mean, that's the day that my kids go back. I do see on Facebook some people, especially in warmer climates, go back before Labor Day. But that, I've been looking forward to this day basically since since the 4th of July, maybe. I just, I need structure. My kids need to be in school. I'm actually looking forward to making lunches again. That'll be, that'll last like a week. But um, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a good day for this podcast to launch because I feel like a lot of our people enjoy that day as well. We both will have high schoolers first time um, for us. So tell us all the advice for that. But yes, it is time for a new season. Back to school feels like a whole fresh start to the year. So let's let's go with it. Well, I'm excited. So don't be surprised. The cover is going to be similar. It'll still have our faces on it, but just a little bit of a new look. And then again, Women's Money Wisdom is the new name. If you're following us, which is now is a good time to actually mention, if you do listen to our podcast, but you're not yet following us on whatever uh, outlet you listen to podcasts on, please do hit follow. And then that way, when a new episode airs, it will remind you. And that episode will pop up in your queue so that you can not miss an episode. Big thanks to all of you out there. You can access our first two seasons of this podcast on our website at www.pearlplan.com or on Spotify. If you're interested in learning more about Pearl Planning, feel free to sign up for our newsletter also found on our website.